there. You are listening to Race the Platform on Sin 90.7. With me in the studio are Alex. Hello. Stella. Hi. And Jaden. Hello. And I am Declan. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Now, today's uh, issue that we're going to be talking about is disability in schools. Um, and I think the, the topic we're going to start with specifically is uh, AIDS and to, to, to integration AIDS or teachers' AIDS. Uh, you may know them as something different. But the, the people who accompany uh, disabled students into classes. And um, I think... It's 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 a subject which it, it's a fairly new idea. It could do a lot of improvement, and that's what we're going to talk about. I myself had an aide. He could be listening right now. Hello, if you are Russell, and uh, <laughs> and um, I think he was a really good influence. Um, but I think uh, I would I'd be interested to hear um, from Jaden uh, because I think did, did you did you have an aide? Uh, yeah, I did. I had, there were a number of aides at my primary school specifically. Mm -hmm. I only had like an aide in, in there most of the day and mm -hmm. yeah, but when it came to secondary school, because all, I did all my schooling in the mainstream system mm -hmm. and during secondary school, there was a, there was some sort of aide that wasn't in there in class, but wasn't an in-class aide, no. And do you, do you felt like you could have done with one, or were you happy not having one? Or I was happy not having one at secondary one. school. Yeah, I I've... did end up completing year twelve. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had uh, an aide until year eleven, and I sort of I was like, no, I'm going to do year twelve by my by myself on yeah. my own steam. Yeah. I had one all through school, <laughs> um, including year twelve. Um, I didn't really get a choice in year twelve. I um, had some serious injuries, so uh, I was away. For most of the first term, so I had to um, get an, an aide in to help me with everything. But um, yeah, I had a lot of aides through school. They're always changing, which was always very hard. Mm. Yeah. I, I was I should point out, I was meant to have an aide in year twelve, but the first I think I can't remember it was the first day of year twelve. It sounds better if it was the first day of year twelve, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, for the storytelling purposes. But yeah, I was meant to have an aide, and and I just kind of I said to him, I said. This is something I want to do myself, and if you come with me to class, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not going to go to class. Like, I want to do this by myself to prove to myself that I can, to prove to everyone else that it's not necessary, that, you know, my condition has... Uh, well, it hasn't improved over time. It's still just as bad as it always was, but I've gotten better at managing it, and I feel like yeah. I want to. I think my aide pretty much only took notes for me mm -hmm. so that I could, you know, listen and without having to write notes and having to catch up on everything. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, they just... They just took notes, and if I didn't understand something, then they'd help me instead of waiting for the actual teacher. And is there anything you, you wish that they, they could have done? Um, not really. I think, well, the last one that I had was really good. But, um, yeah, I had a few issues with a few in the past um, because there was other students that they had to work with as well. I like it better if it's one-on-one. -on -one. But, like, um, there was one situation where I had, you know, there was two students between the one and mm. this other girl was just, like, in a competition. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I want her, you can just go away and do your own thing and fail. Yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, when I was, before I started primary school, I had to have my diagnosis changed because I was originally diagnosed at three and a half with pervasive development disorder, not otherwise specified which people think is just like autism, but that actually had that actually had to be changed because under my diagnosis that I had three and a half, 
I couldn't get funding for integration aids or, t or teacher's aids. So at five years old, just, on, just before I was about to start prep, we got the diagnosis changed. I don't know how it, I don't know how it got, how it came about or that, but I don't know what exactly happened to get the diagnosis changed. I know we had to see a psychologist, but it was 16 years ago. So I'm, so I do not know. I've got very faint memories and I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, I, I would certainly try, you know, over the years I've, um, you know, sort of like oh, Asperger's is the one I was originally diagnosed with, but certainly there've been things of like, is it, um, you know, ADHD or is there, um, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it now because I'm not it, but I think it's like oppositional defiance disorder or something. And so, so like, you know, it's just sort of like a, a pick and mix really. It's just like, oh, you know, like, oh, he's, he's got this, but he always oh, got a bit of this as well. And there's a bit of OCD chucked in there because the whole <laughs> like, st you know, stepping on tiles thing that most people have is really that uh, like the, um, like walking on craps in the, uh, cracks in the pavement, that kind of stuff. So there's a bit <laughs> of everything, you know, and it's really, it's really lovely. Uh, raise the platform on SIN 90.7 and we're talking disability in school specifically integration aids and it's time to go for Estelle Says. I have had many aids during my schooling years and two of them were not very nice. One aid was quite selfish and it was always all about her. The other not very nice aid was older and very motherlike, and she would separate me from my friends at lunchtime which made me very unhappy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, nice. really sad, yeah. Um, I think in terms of ways uh, an aide could, could do the, their job better would be to... Well, I think it would, it would, more education would certainly be good. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're an aide working in a school, um, you you aren't trained to deal with one specific disability. You could be, you know, trying to help someone with autism or, or someone with any, you know, physical disability yeah. or ADHD or any, any sort of thing. Um, and I understand that's difficult, you know, to... Like, um, I keep going on about autism because I have it. I don't know if to try and make this like raise the autism, but um, it's, it's uh, it's like raise the platform, yeah, exactly, not but, no. raise autism. But I, I think because autism <laughs> itself has so many different, you know, different uh, parts to it, it's such a complex thing. But then also to have to do other things, yeah, is, I felt uh, like a lot of my integration aids had different forms of working things out mm -hmm. and planning things, like, one was a bit more organized and. One would just be in your face, like wanting to sit next to you and, yeah, pretty much taking you away from friends. And then, you know, one would sit behind me, which was all right, because she was like, you know, she's not with everybody. She's just, you know, helping me, but like behind me. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like, um, well, I think two things on the point, do you think it would be useful to have just the one throughout your school years, to have one dedicated who was just, because you said yeah. you know, that, that other I think girl you was have jealous. To, you have to build up a relationship with them to, you know, be able to work with them properly and to get the best out of them and, you know, to get the best out of you. And, yeah, I think I had a another one that didn't speak very good English. Um, I think she was, like like, Cambodian or something. And I couldn't understand her. And I think I had her for about two months before I next moved on to the next one because I just, I couldn't understand what she was saying. I think the other thing is that in terms of the aides who get up close and personal, like if you're a teenager, like I think the thing is that everyone knows, and this is more more of a, a young person's perspective, like but when you're in school, like 
there are things you don't necessarily want like yeah. you know, to hear. So it's like yeah. it's kind of annoying if it's, you're like it's almost embarrassing you. that exactly. you need you know that extra help because yeah. other students don't understand yeah. that you need it, the extra help. Yeah. So yeah, it gets it's, a bit it's, embarrassing. It's kind of, yeah, annoying when you're trying to like have a have a gossip and then yeah, you know, just like they have to get in you know, on it as well. Fifty three year old Carol's right there and you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think also it's bit of a different situation but um I used to do my homework at lunchtime Mm -hmm. so I used to sit up like you know by myself just doing my own thing but my integration aide took that as I don't have any friends I'm going to report you to the counsellor and you're going to have counselling I thought it was going to be I'll make it my job to find you friends Yeah. yeah well she was trying and I'm like no I just like doing my homework at lunchtime so I don't have to do it at home because I'm lazy (laughs) yeah I think the other thing that um, could be done is, is uh, if I guess the aides uh, at, at my school, like they were always sort of just like auxiliaries in a way. They were they like they didn't really have that much power, like in in terms of what what they could do. So I think it would be it would be good if they had a, a greater role to play if they were interfacing with teachers more. Mm. Um, you know, talking about the talking about the things ahead of class, like you know, if there was going to be a class with a specific thing, yeah, um, they talk about that ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. they'd research it, and so yeah. they know what they're talking to be about. More level pegging, yeah, with the teachers. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. You're listening to Race the Platform on Sin ninety point seven. You can contact us on Twitter at RTP Sin, or on Facebook and Instagram and simply race the platform. And now I'm going to go to Alex because she wants to talk about PE. Yes. Okay. So this has got nothing to do with uh, integration aids. We're just talking about schools generally. Just schools in general. Um, Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was the only person that had a physical disability. And of course, being the only one, the teachers thought, I'm not gonna not gonna include you. Don't need only... to put in much effort. There's only one of them. Yeah, yeah. one teacher. So it's better to you know suit everybody else. Um, so I missed out on a lot of sport. Um, it just consisted of me sitting and watching everybody else. And I suppose when uh, you know when the zone and state athletics, you know those those athletics days, I went straight to uh, the zone athletics because I had no one to compete with. So they just thought, oh. Just throw you in. <laughs> so uh, I went, I mean, I went to state and I uh, came second in uh, shot put, which was pretty good. Yay for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's really all I got to do with school in sport. Um, I know I had like other things outside of school that were obviously very inclusive, but they didn't really make an effort to include me in any sort of activities or change anything around to suit me. I spent most of my time coming up with creative reasons as to why my PE kit was at home so I didn't have to participate. Whereas uh, you seem to... Yeah, well, I just left my... I didn't even bother to bring my PE yeah. gear. And then we get a substitute teacher and I wouldn't have my PE gear. And they're like, well, where's your uniform? And it's like, well, if you can include me in this thing, I will bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My school was actually quite inclusive, but... Because I also have a physical disability in scoliosis, which is when your back's curved. And I had um, back to back surgery about eight years ago. 
and that was to put two 20 centimeter rods into my back and so when it so i was out of sport for nine months but when i got back into it i really enjoyed it and and when it came to like things when we were like doing high jump or anything that would really exert pressure on my back i wouldn't participate in it like i couldn't play contact sport or anything but but they were good at my school, mainly because my disability wasn't seen from the outside, unlike you, Alex, who has to get around in wheelchair or crutches. But yeah. But yeah. And and like you have complete freedom of movement in terms of walking, like you can run and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to be careful. Yeah. 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 I actually remember uh, there was one PE lesson where we had to learn self defence. And um, this teacher really, he like, she made me participate. And it was really awkward because I was in my wheelchair and um, it, she was pretending to attack me. And um, they were using techniques of, like, um, you know, pushing the eyeballs in. This is going to get graphic. Graphic <laughs> warning. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and pulling, like, your ears and, like, pulling the eye sockets or something 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 really weird but then I was thinking if someone was going to attack me I would have to actually ask them to bend down to actually reach their head mm-hmm. because that's not the thing that's going to happen to like you know I would rather learn something that's relevant to someone in a wheelchair I'm fairly certain that's a gun permit isn't it <laughs> in terms of self-defense for a yeah. wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, running over feet, uh, that's a good, always a good one. Running into shins always hurts a lot. Uh, and with you and Rosie, I know this is irrelevant to schooling and that, but you're, you two are part of DSR, Disability Sport and yes. Recreation. Yes, yes, that's, that's fun. We're going in two weeks to uh, Cycle Power, to Vietnam and Cambodia, riding 500 kilometres in uh, two weeks. I'm very much looking forward to that one. So you're able- hand, on hand cycles. Yes. So you're able to get the, like the exertion, the physical activity, etc. Outside yeah. of school, but it would yeah. have been nice if you could have yeah. participated. Yeah. yeah that's the one um, organisation that's actually helped me with physical activity in sport. So, yeah. Are there any, uh, like, does does that organisation or is there an organisation that advocates on behalf of the disabled people in participating in school sport? Do you know? Or? I mean, there's people that go around to schools and talk about, you know, life as a disabled person, and then they would play wheelchair basketball and get the kids involved in wheelchair yeah, I, sports. Yeah, I did, I did one of those with my scout group a few years back. Yeah, had someone come down who was, a, who was employed by DSR and was a hand cyclist, and, and yeah, we did wheelchair basketball and that, and it was very interesting. Yeah, I've done it a few times and I've, because um, I used to volunteer at DSR and uh, I used to help out, so that was a lot of fun. It's highly recommended. Guys, look it up. <laughs> and Stella, I believe, has something to say. <clears throat> at my old school, I was really unhappy because they constantly pulled me out of classes and when I changed schools and was about to leave the school, I was doing three classes overall. When I changed schools, I became much more happier at my new school. (laughs) You're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Jaden, 
Yes, so we're just we're now talking about special special schools and even though I didn't go to one, this is actually quite a topic this is a topic of mine because my youngest brother I'm a I'm in a family of I have a mum and dad and two younger brothers and my youngest brother is at currently at a disability at a specialist secondary school and it actually took quite a and it actually took quite a while to get in there to get in there so my mum decided to take Zach to take my brother into a into a second into a specialist secondary school because of course because of course for a number of factors and when she but mainly it was meant when she was looking up um when she was looking up mainstream schools they would segregate the specialists the kids who have disabilities which i think is which i think which i think is it's segregation and to my point i think it's even illegal it's discrimination and yeah definitely and absolutely like have when you say that, uh, do you mean like have classes that were just for for students with disabilities? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about it, but and, and mainly because my mainly we're talking about funding, and I think he was like level four funding, which is forty thousand dollars, and that would mean if he went to a specialist school, he'd have to get an he'd he'd have to have an aid virtually full time, but. Because he got accepted into a specialist school, he w- that money just went straight to the school because all the teachers there are trained to work with special with kids with disabilities and that. I I myself have some uh, experience in the area. I I went to a specialist school uh, when I was in grade five. He said with confidence that wasn't necessarily there, um, and and because it was a while ago, I'm I'm not, um, I don't remember massive amounts about it, um, but I eventually I was actually kicked out of that school, uh, got on that school who will remain nameless, and um, I guess yeah I, I I was kind of surprised by that the way they treated me. If I might relate a story, uh, I'm yeah. looking around for approval and I'm getting some. So. <laughs> um, I, I actually the the, the time the, the the event that led to me getting kicked out was um I just I, I had these uh, like sort of angry explosions when I was younger and, I, and I've learned to sort of contain that mo- uh, for the most part now I haven't really had one since year eleven um, and I'm first year uni at the moment but um I, yeah I used to have these just angry, angry explosions and and one time I I'd had one of these and I was sort of being held down in, in like the school foyer like and I just it, it was really sort of degrading and it just yeah, surprised it me be. like as a, a like, yeah like I'm like this was a school designed for people with disabilities but was this at a dis- was this at your special school yeah 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 it was a school designed for people wow. with disabilities and, and it was just being and like I was I was sitting there like with my arms like held down I had two two um like uh, male teachers on either side of me holding my arms by my side and and I like in terms of what I'd done it wasn't that um her, like horrific or anything but it was just like because that's the thing I tend to calm down quite quickly I guess one of the part of the part of the autism is that I go you know from like super like um angry to just calm and collected again fairly quickly and so I was back to being calm but because they were holding me it was working me up again yeah. you know like instead of just giving me space to calm down they were they were working me up again and and was that um, their first resort? 
pretty well, much. Well, no, no. This, this this was I'd been at the school for several months. This was um, no, the, but when you had that angry explosion that led you to being taken out of that school, yeah. was that their first resort? Just ping you down? Well, well, I'd had previous like um, sort of. Um, what we euphemistically refer to as events, um, but uh, the, yeah, this was this was, I guess, one of of such um, uh, such size that they they thought it warranted holding me down. But it was just it sort of it, did, it just made me feel kind of inhuman, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, that, I, almost, that, that I had to be held down. Yeah. It almost sounds like think, they didn't know what they were doing. I actually think yeah. it's more like a form of torture, really. Yeah, and and I was crying, and I remember the the office was really small, um, <clears throat> just like a. And I was just sitting in there on the seats with them either side of me. And eventually I got loose and I knew I couldn't go anywhere, but I just sat, kind of slumped down on the floor and just sat there yeah. across from them just so they wouldn't be holding me anymore. Yeah, but, I almost yeah. think that they need, like, communication between you and, you know, the teachers before, mm. like, an event like this would happen to actually educate them on what to do. Because obviously they're not doing the right thing and it's just gotten worse. Yeah. Well, that's the so. thing is it's just about... In my case, and obviously that's the thing, you know, various autistic people will have different things that are required. But for me, it was just about letting me go. Like, if you if you let me go, I'll just walk. And I'll just walk, walk, walk. And eventually, you know, as I said, it doesn't take me long to calm down. And yeah. I'll be calm again. And that's fine. But, yeah, it's just sort of riling me up all over again. That's all. I find it mm. actually quite horrifying that you said it happened at a specialist school yeah. where they are yeah. trained. Well, you would think they would know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. So... And with my youngest brother, he, when he came to school, he didn't know how to get on public public transport and that independently and that. Whereas when you go to speckers, to mainstream secondary schools, you people would assume that you already know how to travel on bus by yourself, train, tram, whatever, whatever. And uh, and I think midway, and I think start of term one, he started doing travel training so eventually so he was going with someone from the school and he was learning how to top up his mic and that and eventually he started going to school just go to school on the way home my mum drives him up because we don't think he's ready for to do to go in the morning because of course it's peak hour and that and it would be a bit you have lots of, I mean, one of the key things of autism is like all the stimuli. Anxiety. Yeah, you can get overwhelmed and by noises and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yep. And yeah, and Absolutely. And he comes home and he comes home on the train, of course, and he comes on the train, comes on his own and... Welcome back to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Yay. Yay indeed. Um, we're almost at the end of the show, but we've got a few more things to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the fact that my high school got funding to literally put me in the school um, with uh, renovations and ramps and all of that. So they were given a pretty big lump sum to allow me into the school um, because, um, you know, there's zones um, around high schools. So if you're not in that zone, then you're not automatically accepted into the school. Um, because, yeah, I wasn't in the zone, so I had to apply. I had to have an interview and all that. But because I was disabled and they'd be getting money to uh, let me in the school, they let me in. (laughs) Yeah, so um, it was great. I mean, they put ramps and things in. They did extra building because I think they had, like, portable buildings that, you know, all steps and stuff. But, um, yeah, it worked out well, I think, for me. Now that I think of it, actually, the the high school that I went to, all through my schooling, 
the integration aids office was in a portable which didn't have a ramp which ah. it was never a problem for me but it just occurred <laughs> to me like if there ever was someone who needed like wheelchair access yeah. or anything they would have been out of luck there yeah, yeah. and i think um in year 12 i um was wheelchair bound because i broke my leg so i couldn't walk through all year 12. Mm. um they didn't actually have a disabled toilet that was accessible to students um, it was actually the teacher's toilet that uh, I had to use and there was an actual key that I had to use to unlock the door every day to go to the toilet. Weird. It's great. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> unusual. Yeah. I still have that key, actually. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hopefully no one's listening from my school. Yeah. Anyway, Yes. In good news, because there is good news, things <laughs> are improving. An unspecified amount of funding, because that's what I've been told to say by the ghost, the resident ghost, uh, <laughs> there is an unspecified amount of funding um, which is being um, uh, given to uh, by the Victorian Department of Education to help um, with students with disabilities. Um, this uh, figure is from a report which came out in April. Uh, as would happen. I, I tried to do so much research, but then, you know, the problem is because so many schools are government-run, vast majority of them, and the government websites are, I think, designed to annoy you. In looking for stats and figures, you will never get far because there's just a million subheadings and 53 reports about the one thing, and, you know, you have to trawl through miles of documentation to find anything. But, um, yeah, uh, extra funding to um, help students who have uh, autism or dyslexia, which uh, I think is a very good thing. And um, there's also sort of like streamlining the process for applications, making it a lot simpler, like simple, you know, if requirements, like if your, you know, child, because it's presumably a parent filling this out, if your yeah. child has, you know, X, Y, or Z, then right on, that kind of thing. Um, and in fact, I cunningly wrote down the URL, because I'm just that kind of a guy, and it is <laughs> HTTP, etc., etc., www.education.vic.gov.au, and uh, surprisingly... To find the application, I think it's actually quite easy. You just go to either early childhood or school, depending on the age of the uh, person in question, then to parents, and then to children with special needs. It's really easy, and you can find the application. Um, and you should definitely do that, because um, even if nothing else, the additional funding that will be given to your school, I mean, the, the staff will probably like you more, especially the principal, uh, which, which is usually helpful, having the principal on your side. Yes. Indeedly doodly. Well, I think that about wraps it up for most of the platform for another week. Yay. I've been Declan. I've been Alex. Um, uh, she has been Stella. <laughs> and I'm Jaden. And thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week on an unspecified topic that we haven't decided yet because it's just that good. 